Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Good afternoon, everyone. That's right, it's afternoon. No more 9 a.m., none of that. Uh, welcome to Fanatic Radio here on WVAU. Unlike the NBA, we are the NFL. We made it out of the lockout. We made it out of the long summer alive. Even made some off-season requests. Once again, I am Michael Gardner, your host for Fanatic Radio. Also, we have a new co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the mic, Dan Goldman. Dan, welcome to the voluptuous world of WVA Radio and Fanatic Radio. Thank you very much, Michael. I uh, just want to say it's an honor and a privilege to join your one-man wolf pack. Woo! <laughs> now a two-man wolf pack. I know, now there are two. There are two of my wolf pack. Anyway, um, once again, it's Fridays, 2 to 4 on WVAU.org, not Mondays. Uh, one thing I wanted to push was to get Wednesday so we have the perfect like week slot. You know, kids are bored in class in it right now. Perfect opportunity. To I know, right? I thought I thought Friday would be Friday would be a good a good way because that way plugging some headphones in the back of Ward. <laughs> to us. I know. Right? I have a I have a class in Kogod actually. It's one of those like not theaters, but like one of those giant classrooms sitting the way back. And there's I noticed there were outlets, and I was like, this could this could come in handy. Oh yeah, perfect, perfect. All right, so we'll definitely start off this show with a bang. We'll talk about what are some of the things that. We liked and didn't like of a wild four months of sports while we were gone. Dan, you want to start off with something you you liked over the course of the summer? All right, sure. Uh, a little something under the radar was uh, during the NBA lockout, you could see all the NBA players playing in, like, you know, these Coney Island kind of <laughs> basketball leagues. And uh, there was one video of Kevin Durant just absolutely lighting it up. And uh, it, it went live on, on uh, YouTube. And I think he scored 66 points in uh, one of those park games. And, yeah, I saw um, it, like 61. I think John Lucas, yeah. the guy at Oklahoma State, dropped, he also like, 60, dropped like 44 yeah. or something like that. But, um, yeah, those those are really entertaining. You know, the crowd really gets into that, um, unlike the NBA crowds. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favorite sports stories of the summer. Well, thinking of the NBA, I guess I have two. One of them was, well, definitely the NBA Finals. I mean, yeah. growing up in Dallas, for, for most of you that, that are listening that aren't from Dallas. It's, we're, we're always the team with the one, the one seed or the two seed always gets beat by the Spurs or the Lakers. And I guess to have the whole city rally around a team 
was really it was really special for me because I mean growing up '99 was when the Stars won the Stanley Cup, and I mean I, I quick math in my head I think I was seven years old yeah and I didn't really you know I can't relate because I've been to seven parades in my life but <laughs> I, I I I know I right? first time experience it's it's so cool to see the city the downtown shut down see the trophy and I, I think. Mark Cuban was on College Game Day the other day, and I don't think he has let that Larry O'Brien trophy out of his sights. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> think so either. So, and the second thing for me, I know you being a Boston fan, but I gotta say one of the cool things that I noticed over the summer was the game the Yankees hit three grand slams in one game. Yeah, that was impressive. That was, I mean, of course that's something that's never happened in baseball because usually you see a guy throw a no hitter, it's like with all strikes, it's like oh it's happened back in you know, 1909. Right. Yeah, but see a team hit three grand slams is really cool. That was really impressive. Especially against a good pitching in, in Oakland. Right. And also, uh, seeing the NFL back, which is definitely something oh, we'll get yeah. to later in the show. But I digress. Now we'll get to the stuff of our pet peeves of the summer, something we didn't enjoy. Well, all right. I guess I'll start. I'm going to sound really un-American here, but I really despise <laughs> the World Cup, the Women's World Cup. <laughs> you know, personally, I just, I'm not a fan of soccer. And, uh, you know, it would have been nice to see USA win, but they didn't. Japan won. Of course, first we, got, we have to give them credit for them actually of course. making Great it to effort. the finals. That game against Brazil, I guess, is something we should have squeezed in. But, yeah, but then again, you look back on it, it's like, well, we were the one seed. Or, like, we were the number one team in the world. Just to me, it's like, you know, no one in America cares about soccer. Then all of a sudden, the World Cup comes, and everyone's, like, jumping on the bandwagon. And I think you're driving the bandwagon. <laughs> well, I don't know, yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm driving the bandwagon? I think you're the driver, Mike. Well, I don't know. I'm I'm a big I'm a big lobbyist for USA soccer. Yeah. I liked it when we got Jurgen Klinsmann. Although we are o two and one, I see we got we got that one we got that one tie against Mexico, which mattered. I mean, friendlies against Costa Rica and, and Belgium. You can talk all you want. When is but, uh, the men's World Cup? What, uh, 2014. Okay. But yeah, USA qualifying starting next year, and I'm hoping one of the games comes to DC. Because yeah. my, my brother has had the privilege of seeing them live. I have not. Although I did see the Gold Cup. I did see Mexico. And one guy definitely, Javier Hernandez, or some say Chicharito, is definitely a guy to watch out for leading a Mexican squad unlike any other. But for me, stuff that I didn't like. Uh, well, on one hand, I love seeing the Boston Bruins win in Game 7. On yes, the other sir. hand, that riot in Vancouver was a little over the top. I mean, passion can go to an extent, but I mean, really? Over a hockey game, like... I thought Canadians were, like, nice and humble. And <laughs> right. Like, good game, good game. But no. Yeah. They light, they light fires and flip over cars, I guess. <laughs> and I guess that another thing... Well, the NBA lockout is something that I still don't understand. But we'll get to that later as well. But one of the things I didn't like was... I think it was the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Twins. Si- uh, 16th inning, one of the runners scores, and as the umpire calls him, safe? That controversy. Oh, and he he got tagged. Yeah. Yes, I do remember Cle- that. Clearly out. And now I know the whole Galarraga Joyce issue cost him a perfect game, but this was actually for a win. And I think the Pittsburgh Pirates haven't been the same after that. You think that was the start of the down downfall? I don't know. They had a really good season this year. Yeah, you know they traded for Derek Lee when they were like four games out, and uh, ever since that, I guess it was that bad call. But yeah, but uh, one more thing also to touch on. Uh, shout out to Clayton Kershaw. He's a, actually an alum of my high school. Pitched in the All Star game and is w- currently one of the, I guess not the favorite of the Cy Young, but one of the one of the runners. Of course, he has a whole. I would pick him. A whole thing, whole group of Phillies to compete with. But although they are, they're the, wor- they're the worst in the NL West, aren't they? Yeah, 
But, I mean, I think there's a difference between Cy Young and MVP where right. if you're on a terrible team, you're not most likely not going to get the MVP. But. Yeah, might as well stick with that. Baseball. Uh, postseason is coming up. I think it's a month away. It's October. And Cy Young, definitely. Who's your who's your current favorites for that? For Cy Young, um, I would pick Kershaw for National League. Uh, and for American League, I mean, is it even a question? It's Justin Verlander. I know. You did, I think he should win MVP. That, that's an interesting uh, concept that's been discussed a lot. Um, personally, I don't think a pitcher should win MVP. Um, I think the last player to do it was in 1986 was Roger Clemens. And uh, <laughs> that was, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That was That was a while ago. But personally, I think the most valuable player plays every day. Uh, plays in the field, you know, pitchers pitch one every five days. And uh, I think if pitchers were supposed could win the MVP, then Pedro Martinez should have won in 1999 when during the steroid, the the peak of the steroid era, and he went 20, 23 yeah. wins, almost a below two ERA, 300 strikeouts, and Ivan Rodriguez won. He, he was batting 330 with 35 home runs. Pudge Rodriguez won. No yep. kidding. Where is he nowadays? Is he still in the Nationals? I don't. I think he is. We'll get we'll get back to you on that. Find out where where Pudge is. In the last place I remember he was on the Yankees, and then maybe the Tigers. He was on the Nationals last year. I know that. Good old Nationals. Hey, it's, uh, I saw Steven Strasburg got in the other night, pitched five innings. I think good. it's it's good to see him back. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like the how they were pitching him for a meaningless game, but I mean it's for the fan base. Get people to buy season tickets next season. Get them excited because they're not a very exciting team to begin with. But yeah, he pitched very well. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, another thing I could add to the list that I didn't like was I respect ESPN to an extent, but I think when they flood the airwaves with the Little League World Series, that is where I draw the line. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like they're trying to get a new demographic in there. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean, it's been on for like 20 years now. You see a lot of Major League players who played in the Little League World Series, too. Right, also I think uh, Chris Drury. Chris Drury was the NHL Oh, winner also played it? in the Little League World Series. Jason yeah. Veritek as well. But one of the funniest things I saw of that, though, was coming back from a commercial break. They had, there was that Disney cartoon, Phineas and Firm, whatever. And he gave a, he's talking, about, talking to Brent Musburger, and he all of a sudden you hear Brett go, Thanks, Phineas. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that show, but uh, <laughs> I'll make sure to look it up. Yeah, but um, it was nice to see a United States team win the Little League World Series, though. Shout yeah, out to the California kids that won. Yeah, because I, I, don't, I think it's wins. unfair that that they that the international teams are automatically in the quarterfinals, yet the United States teams have to go through like a round of like thirty two teams. Yeah, I mean the international teams are like countries though, where the American teams are like one region. But uh, I don't, I'm not too sure of the rules of the Little League World Series. <laughs> nor do, but congratulations to those California kids. I was just saying, nor do I want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, NFL opened up the season last night after months of lockout, short tr- uh, training camp. Etc. Etc. With the New Orleans Saints playing the defending Super Bowl champion Green Bay Packers, and the Packers came up victorious last night, 42-34, after I guess a passing flurry by both Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. And the exciting part for that game, Dan, I think for me was seeing a goal line stand by the Packers on the last play of the game. That was that was impressive. Um, I disagree with the call, though. Uh, you have. Uh, Breeze, who's just marching down the field, best player on the team, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You give the ball to him when the game's on the line, but they gave it to their first-round pick in Ingram, and he got stopped. I have a friend who has um, 
him on a fantasy team. And I'm thinking, why he's not? I don't think he's gonna be that good of a running back. You know, he's a rookie. They got some great running backs on that team. They got uh, Sproles. Is it Darren Sproles, yeah. Yeah, he had a great game, but. Uh, I don't know. I just wouldn't have given it to Ingram. I know that's one thing. Time. When you see when you see uh, Aaron Rodgers put up like two uh, two hundred yards plus and throw that touchdown and take and I guess take or solidify the lead of forty two points. And then you see Drew Brees just more, he's just money. That was just honestly that game. It's, it's a rare occurrence, but two of the top five quarterbacks in the league facing off against each other, and that's exactly what's going to happen. And it's also the I think it's the, it's the eighth time. That the defending Super Bowl champions won their home. They won their first game of the season. Eighth in a row, or eighth in a row. Oh wow, okay. But also another questionable call was in the third quarter. The Saints opted to go for it on fourth down. So a questionable play calling by New Orleans. Yeah, uh, all around I guess. I mean Sean Payton's a good coach, but kind of dropped the ball there. <laughs> Literally, because they think Breeze threw an incomplete pass. <laughs> but anyway, uh, NFL season starting up, and. Sorry for those that wanted to talk about more baseball. We'll get to that later in the show. It's now a two-hour show, just to clarify for our listeners. Two to four on Fridays. Not the horrendous one hour at the crack of dawn. But the NFL season is starting up. And one of the things I'm definitely seeing over the... One of the things we saw over the offseason was the Philadelphia Eagles literally going out on a limb and picking up every possible Pro Bowl free agent that they could... Is this team, and of course I don't like when people say they're the dream team. I don't agree with that. I mean, they're kind of like the NFL version of the Miami Heat right now. Yeah, look how they know, turned out. Picking up all the big stars and yeah, but uh, I mean they're they're a good team. Uh, their defense obviously is like shut down. They have some tackling issues, but other than that, I can see them going all the way to the Super Bowl if Vic stays healthy. That is. That is true. Yeah, because I mean they have. I think it was they got no the Plexal Burrows with the Jets, right? Burst went to New York, yeah. Yeah, but they have Jeremy Macklin, Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. So two wide receivers that definitely can help Vic. But, I mean, the numbers he put up last year, though, do you expect the same numbers this year? It really all depends if he stays healthy. You know, last year he only played 11 games because he missed some and Cobb started the first two. Right. But uh, I think he's really depending on his offensive line to, you know, let him stay healthy, as am I because he's on my fantasy team. Who on your fantasy team? Uh, I got uh, my running backs. Um, I got Mendenhall going. Ooh. I got um, I kind of forget. I haven't looked at it in a while, but uh, I Patriots defense, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, I noticed that. Is Albert Hainsworth? I guess talking to a Pats fan, Albert Hainsworth, a good pickup over the off season. You know, obviously he didn't play and he didn't do training camp because he's lazy. But uh, I trust I trust Bill Belichick most of all. If he believes Albert Hainsworth still has juice in the tank, then I believe he does. Also getting Ocho Cinco, which I think is uh, New England's the perfect place for him to go. Yeah, I mean, it can revive his career. Um, I know he's had problems with the playbooks and getting on the right track with Brady. Uh, but f- I think it's more important for him to have a good season than us because we already have a good wide receiver unit. And also, yeah, so I, I mean, I personally have the the Patriots going to the Super Bowl this year. I, I, don't, I don't see why not. Also, another dangerous team in the the NFC that could really challenge the Eagles. I think it's the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Which people people laugh at me when I say that, but no. Matty Ice. I know, right? Matt Ryan, definitely one of the, like you BC. said. Yeah, top one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. And I mean, I don't I didn't do a fantasy league this or fantasy team this year because it's not that I have anything against fantasy teams. It's just every year I do it, I always have a quarterback that I think is going to be really well, ends up getting hurt. 
ends up not starting. Because I had Ben Roethlisberger one year of the year. He got suspended. Yeah. I think it was. And then I always have a defense that's really bad. Which I personally think fantasy football, you should not select your starting 11 on defense, but at least some players. Because having a... Like a cornerback and, and right, a, a cornerback. end. Yeah. Yeah, there's some leagues with that, actually. But, I don't know, it gets kind of confusing. It's all about the glamour points, you know, all the other Yeah, with the offense. I'm really bad at knowing offensive people. Because I had Adrian Foster last year, and I... Arian Foster. Arian Foster, and before I realized it, I had him sitting out. I think it was the first five games of the season. Yeah, well. That's <laughs> when he ran for like 200 yards each game. So I'm. It just sounds like your fault. I'm a complete idiot. You're a little yeah, bitter against that's, fantasy football. That's now. why I'm salty against fantasy, because I'm really bad at it. But I'm looking away to NFL Week One. Some of the key matchups I see is Chicago and Atlanta. I am all for Jay Cutler, despite what anyone thinks. I think he's a definitely a good quarterback. Top 10 in the league. I wouldn't put him up top 5, but after last year's whole Twitter debate or whatnot, I, I think people just need to leave him alone. I think he's a good quarterback with a good team. Yeah, as long as he doesn't fall down and have to sit out the whole game, then I think he'll do good. <laughs> I think getting Roy Williams also helps. Cause, I mean, he did he's on my fantasy team, too, but I don't think he has anything left in the tank. Yeah, I guess he... We will see that. Dallas pretty much wore him out. Yeah. But I like the Bears. Of course, they play in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. Bears, yeah, absolutely. Um, you got Minnesota, who's kind of a wild card. You don't know with McNabb how he's going to do. But, uh, yeah, Detroit, I think, is going to be a surprise team, honestly. If yeah, I, sure, I, saw, I saw them beat the Pats the other day. Yeah. Um, with my boy Matt Stafford, also another... If I had to give a bold prediction on MVP, I would say Stafford. That's just my bold prediction. <laughs> I mean, I hope he does well because he, he had injuries, injuries last year, but yeah, he has a rock-solid defense coming in. He still has Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt Stafford. Holland Park graduate, another HP guy from my school. There you go. <laughs> but Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta's my team in the NFC at least because I guess I'm going against the grain picking the Eagles. But I don't know. I so can't. you're saying Atlanta's going to go to the Super Bowl? I think so. I think be you think they can beat Green Bay after last night? I don't know. Green Bay's defense, though. They look unstoppable. And they got, they get Greg Jennings back. Yeah. And they also just, Ryan Grant. And that got they got Cobb, who looked pretty damn good, too. <laughs> that is, yeah. I think, yeah, Green Bay, Philly, and Atlanta, definitely the three teams in the... Counting out New team. Orleans? Yeah, I think New Orleans' defense. Uh, not as sharp as they were a few years ago. Because, of course, they play Atlanta. They're in the same division as Atlanta. Yeah. That's a team Those that will be some good games. They can definitely pick you apart. Also, the Buccaneers, watching them in preseason, they're a team. Josh Freeman is, what, his third year in the mm-hmm. league? It was very impressive last year. Definitely, definitely a good player. Right, also, other key matchups, looking down the list, uh, Baltimore-Pittsburgh. Ra- I think Ray Lewis keeps saying that the Ravens are going to are just a play away from making the Super Bowl, which I guess they were last year when Ray Rice fumbled. Yeah, um... I I think this is a huge year for Joe Flacco. It's kind of like not do or die, but you know all the weight's on his shoulders this year. So expect him to have a big year. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh trying to bounce back after last year's it was NFC AFC semifinals, AFC championship game. End up losing to. Did they make it to the Super Bowl? Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they, yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot. Yeah, they made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and what's what the whole stat of? The team that loses the Super Bowl always fails to make the playoffs the next year. Really? It's some curse they have. Yeah, because a clear example of that was the Seattle Seahawks in right. Super Bowl 40. Yeah. But I don't believe that. Yeah. The Saints were the Saints were a game out of making the wild card. Yeah, I think the Saints were like... No, they, they made the wild card. and oh, losing to Seattle. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, the What's his name? Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> Who, uh, my friend Whitney Ambrose says the ugliest player in the league, but... Marshawn? 
Yeah, I don't know why. Just not digging the dreads? I have no idea. I guess it's, he's going to act in mass, so... Is he from uh, mass, ma- mass? Yeah, Jesus? how far is that from where you're from? Acton's like 45 minutes. Yeah. He says it's he's a nice from town. I've never when been. Boston's the only city in Massachusetts I've been. That in Cape Cod. But yeah, Pittsburgh made the Super Bowl. We're co- I'm a complete, complete idiot on that. But um, going down, Sunday Night Football on NBC, uh, Dallas and the NY Jets. Plaxico Burris makes his first NFL start. Mm-hmm. I don't, Rex. What are your thoughts on Plax? Plax, you know, he made some good plays during the uh, preseason. Uh, I think if he can get on target with Sanchez, that's, you know, watch out for that. Yeah, Especially Mark, with Santonio on the other side. Yeah, San, he's def, definitely, um, I don't know, I think that the Jets, they made, they've made the NF, AFC championship game two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I think I think the AFC is just so stacked with talent. You have, you have the whole AFC North, you have AFC East, not leaving out AFC West. I mean, the Chiefs did make the playoffs last year, but... San Diego, don't forget yeah, about that. Yeah, San Diego this year. Although, who do they have now that they got rid of Darren Sproles? Well, Sproles signed with New Orleans a couple of years ago. Uh, who's their running back? I'm Philip, not sure, but they Philip do have Philip Rivers. Rivers. <laughs> yeah, Vincent Vin- Vin- Jackson's still with them, yeah, right? Yeah, but uh, Philip Rivers, he's, he would be a great fantasy pickup. He's going to put up a lot of yards. That's another AFC story I guess we're uh, missing is uh, Peyton Manning not making the start. He's also, uh, if you heard, he's getting a third neck surgery. No kidding. Which takes two, three months to heal. Yeah. Do you think this is the end of Manning? No, absolutely not. He he still owed like eighteen million dollars <laughs> the next five years, so I think he's gonna suit up. But um, it's it's the start of the downfall. Yeah, that's for sure. A, definitely a setback. Which I think is one of the he goes at the top five quarterbacks in the, in the league. I think for me it's, it's Brady, Breeze, Rogers, Manning, Matt Ryan, top five quarterbacks. I would replace Matt Ryan with Vic. Vic. Yeah. Yeah, especially after last year, top six. But yeah, <laughs> we'll pretty much on the same yeah, page there. So the, the Colts, I think, I don't think the Colts will win the division though, unless Peyton, if Peyton Manning continues to be out. Because I think that I mean, the dark horse in that I say is the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they got a uh, Foster going. Hopefully, he can repeat last season. Um, but Colts, you know, they're relying a lot on Kerry Collins for the first couple of games, which is I guess kind of scary since he has a gray beard. But, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, did, he did well with. The Titans. Tennessee, that was a few years ago. When you replaced... Replaced by um, what's it, Vince Young, who is now on the Eagles as well. No kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I see Houston could overtake them. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see. Jacksonville, I don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback situation. Yeah, uh, word of this this week was they cut, not even just traded, completely cut David Garrard out from their... Their roster, mm-hmm. which I think is a bold move, of course. They, they're saving nine million dollars. So. Right, and also they did that to Leftwich a few years ago. And that's yeah. how Gerard originally got the job. Uh-huh. So whoever's their replacement is uh, have a good track on. All right, but so that'll do it for our NFL Week One analysis. We'll take a quick music break, but if you stay with us, we'll come back with more sports, uh, recapping the college football Week One. Other miscellaneous stuff in college football that happened over the summer, as well as baseball and more. You're listening to Fanatic Radio on WVAU. Lay. 
this point in time, it's just a wait-and-see scenario with Peyton Manning once again having neck surgery to further try and take care of his neck injury and those nerves. ESPN's Chris Mortensen with this breaking news regarding Peyton Manning now wondering whether or not
Okay, so which one tasted better? Uh, Steve. Yeah, the guy. With Lisa, I only tasted peanut butter and chocolate. Lisa had just eaten a peanut butter cup. But with Steve, I tasted something more. It was peanut butter and uh, Snickers. Peanut butter. You're right. Yeah, that's Steve it. had just eaten Snickers peanut butter oh, squared. Steve was delicious. Yeah. I'd love another taste. Oh, certainly. Eat both squares, please. If you like peanut butter and chocolate, you'll love peanut butter and Snickers. Try new Snickers peanut butter squared. Yes, for most of you uh, the hip-hop fans out there, Make It Rain, which has pretty much been the story of this last few weeks here at D.C. Honestly, I get I move in during the week of the 21st, and I'm here for no, no more than at least two weeks, and we have an earthquake, Hurricane Irene, <laughs> and now we have, what, this is the fourth day in a row where it's been just yeah. torrential drought, downpour? Little Rain never hurt anyone. I know, right? Of course... Definitely, definitely could have used that back in my hometown where Texas had a record. I think it was 46 days in a row, 100 degrees or over, which was pretty much my entire summer. Through a drought? Yes. Crops are all dried up? I know, and sad story for them. Hopefully uh, our state can recover. Side note of our governor running for president, but we we digress. But anyway, uh, welcome back to Fanatic Radio, WVAU.org. Michael Gardner here with Dan Goldman. Uh, thank you for our sponsor, Snickers Peanut Butter Squared. If you like peanut butter and chocolate, you will love new Snickers Peanut Butter Squared. And now a word from one of our unofficial sponsors. You know it's been a hard two weeks at school. You know you've got nothing to do this Tuesday night. What better way to spend it with Alpha Epsilon Pi at Japanese? Japanese is located at DuPont Circle, a block away from the metro. It's 18 plus and $5 to get in for a good cause. So come out on Tuesday and we'll see you there. Hopefully it's not raining. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully we can pull through. But yeah, just five days in a row. It's it's. Also, I failed to pack an umbrella and all that because I thought I'd be like. I don't even own an umbrella. <laughs> I know, right? I didn't have a rain jacket or anything. I've been borrowing friends' sweatshirts, but you know, it's been one crazy. I guess it counts as the summer months or whatever. But uh, USA Today was reporting that it's the hottest summer that the United States has experienced in 75 years. Only the Dust Bowl goes oh, wow. before that. So it's a little um, weather forecast for you. But now, welcome back. Uh, we'll get back with college football now. A, an absolutely wild week. Last week starting off, we'll keep with the whole theme of the rain. The West Virginia Marshall game had to be canceled due to lightning. I think it was three rain delays. And eventually... Was that the game with the UFOs? There's UFO speculation. That was the Notre Dame game. Yeah. They said there was UFOs in the sky, and that's what caused the lightning. I don't know. There's some wacky videos that I saw. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, Notre Dame, definitely a team, a top 25 team that everyone had, and saying this is the year that Brian Kelly will rise the Golden Domers out of the ashes and contend for a bowl and end up losing to Lou Holtz's son team at South Florida 1. Uh, to recap most of it, a uh, team that I'm looking forward to watching, Wisconsin, who just rolled over UNLV 
they have a they've always, they always consistently have a solid offensive line, and they have a running game to also back it up. They do, although they do not have a quarterback, but that's Big Ten football though, just power football. Because that's where guys like Ron Dane came from. Totally. Uh, Mississippi State, number twenty in the country, won fifty nine fourteen over Memphis, which I'm pretty sure everyone here is <laughs> thrilled for that. Uh, exciting game on Friday on, I guess, the week of Labor Day. Bay- uh, Baylor upset number 14, TCU, which I think TCU isn't the same without Andy Dalton. It's not the Rose Bowl team of last year. They actually beat Wisconsin. How uh, ironic is that? The uh, the Black Eyes, as most of the Ohio natives are calling it, except that few population in Columbus, shut out Akron 42-0 with no Terrell Pryor, no mm-hmm. players. You, what your thoughts on the whole Ohio State thing? Um, actually, yeah, there's actually a new story that just came out that uh, they took $200 at a charity dinner <laughs> earlier this year. After all, like, the speculation, all, like, their head coach getting fired, and they take $200 at a charity event. Like, come on. No kidding, yeah. Terrell Pryor thing was just an absolute mess. Trestle now with the Colts. Who would have thought? Of course, it's right that he's sitting out games, and the players are also sitting out games. Also, another wild matchup in college football. The Auburn-Utah State game. Did you get a chance to to watch that? The, what game was this? Auburn-Utah State. I did not, no. Was, oh, was, was this? Small team, yeah, almost. They went into, out, went into Auburn. Was this like the 52-49 to 49 game? Uh, 42-38, yeah. Yeah. It ended up being, Utah State was up, I think, by, up by a touchdown. Wow. And yeah. then, or six points, and Auburn onside kicked it and recovered. Defend the champions, right? Yeah, yeah. And so they ended up marching down the field and scoring with, 40 seconds left ended up winning the game. Uh, another, exci- another exciting team I'm looking forward to, along with Wisconsin, is Virginia Tech. Even though Tyrod Taylor graduated, most of that most of that team from the team that got waxed by Stanford in the Orange Bowl last year returns with Frank Beamer at the helm. Another solid rushing attack ended up winning 66-13. to I think they peaked the top 10 as well. Very excited for that. Stanford with Andrew Luck, fifty-seven to three. Do you think Luck's Heisman lock? I don't know about a lock. It's real early in the season. He is the front runner after one week, but uh, yeah, I I don't I don't see Stanford though making making a BCS game like they did last year. I mean, mostly because I'm all for Jim Harbaugh was one of the reasons why that team was so good. Mm-hmm. Also, the offensive line, most the majority of them graduate, and that whole thing of when you bring a new coach in, especially in college football. It's a whole new system. Totally different personalities. Yeah. Uh, going down the scoreboard, along with, I guess, another bandwagon team hopping on, a team that I would like to see win the SEC is Florida. I think that's, along with Bradley as the quarterback, getting some more experience. I think that's a, that's a coaching staff that's completely stacked. You have Will Muschamp, the former University of Texas defensive coordinator. So he had a head coach, so he's... 100% defense. Then an offensive coordinator, you have Charlie Weiss, who yeah. this is his first year after after taking over an offense, the Kansas City Chiefs ends up leading them to the playoff run. I think Florida is definitely a threat in the SEC. Uh, number one, Oklahoma, was victorious over Tulsa. The Cowboy Classic, which I always, not kick myself, but always feel that little bit of homesickness every time something big on TV is in Dallas. Yeah. Like the Super Bowl, the NBA All-Star game. I'll you there. Stuff that I miss. Uh, this game was in Cowboy Stadium. LSU ended up winning against number three, Oregon, 40-27, to which 
Not in Oregon. I don't know. I guess they could run the tables in the Pac-12, but LSU, LSU and Florida, my two teams in the SEC, to do well. Did you get a chance to watch that game? I did not watch that game, though. No. But uh, well, LSU, I think I heard LSU. They were up 33 to 20. Oregon scored, and then LSU just immediately yeah. came right back. Uh, and also, uh, two more two more games I'd like to touch base on before we, we preview next week of college football is number five Boise State going halfway across the country into Atlanta to beat the Georgia Bulldogs, who I think ever since Stafford and Sean Marino left, that team is not the same. I think Mark Rick is on the hot seat to not to if he has to do well in the SEC in order to keep his job. But of course, Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore won the Heisman Trophy this year. I think. I, then again, I also said Colt Brennan would win it when he was the leading yeah. passer in the in the not the league, but in the NCAA. But I don't know that Boise State team though. I think it's it's sort of like Stanford. A quarterback can really dictate how much a football team's going to do. Absolutely, they're the uh, point guard of their team. I want to get your opinion on the Maryland jersey. Yes, that's definitely the last thing I wanted to touch on. Um, for most of you locally here, Maryland did beat Miami. Although Miami was out, Ja'Cory Harris and a couple of other players, and we'll talk more about that later in the segment. But I thought they were cool. I mean, I think it's a unique design. I like that. The whole Boise State with the whole white helmet, white jerseys. Georgia, as if you notice on the names, had no names. It just said Georgia. And then Oregon and all that. Like last year, Ohio State went throwback. They wore retro jerseys. But I thought that was cool to incorporate the whole... You know what? Flag. You know what Corey Harris said during that game? What? You couldn't pay me to wear those jerseys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look where he is now. But yeah, I thought. I mean, Kevin Plank, the CEO of Under Armour, I think he's one of the. Not, I wouldn't say the smartest men. Of course, that's surfacing. You know, like Warren Buffett and Steve Jobs and all that. But definitely, definitely a clever guy when he brought the whole concept of a cotton material that can absorb sweat. Mm-hmm. And he brought in Under Armour, and he actually. I read the other day he actually played at Maryland. Did he play football? He played football in Maryland. Yeah, that's why. He, that's why he's, Maryland's the right. was the first endorser of Under Armour. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was 32, 32 jersey combinations or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing Under Armour right now. I know, right? I'm not because I have men's soccer, which is at four o'clock, taking on. Honestly, don't know who, but <laughs> I know I'm another team. Another team, yeah. But uh, they ended up going. We'll get to AU Sports later in the show. Don't want to. Getting off topic again, but yeah, I think Kurt Herbstreit said it well the other day. If I mean, you see like LeBron James tweeting about it and people blowing up Twitter about it. I think well, LeBron. My theory is that he is obviously the big Nike sponsor, Uh, so I think Nike told him to say, "I don't like it" because you know Under Armour and Nike are kind of rivals. Right. So I think at a marketing point that they were trying to make. I know, right? Yeah, but I think what Kurt Street said the other day was, if if ne- negative or positive comments about it, as long as you're talking about it, it's all that matters. Exactly. If and it's I making mean, news, then you're doing well. Ugly or not, I just think it was cool the whole flag thing. I mean, it's a little wild. It's but, a little corny, but yeah. But I mean, that, that gets you not excited for it. But how Nike's taking over the jerseys of the NFL yeah. next year, and just thinking all the crazy ideas that they can come up with. As in the last last cool jerseys I saw in the NFL were when the AFL celebrated its 50th anniversary, and like the Boston Patriots, right. and Houston Oilers, and all that. That's cool. I mean, it, I guess not, I wouldn't say the future looks bright for jerseys, but 
So it's definitely going to keep it conservative, but at the same time, a little futuristic. Yeah, it's cool. It, it, it definitely inspires, I guess, recruits to come to that. Just, I mean, if you're into that. they have cool jerseys, yeah. yeah. I mean, kids are stupid. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Not us, though. We go to American University yeah. Smart Institute. But uh, college football, other than scores and, and previews, which we'll get to later, uh, big things that happened for college football. Obviously, the Pac-12 kicked off with Utah and Colorado joining it. So that'll be a championship game. The Big Ten, for, uh, yeah, Big Ten with 12 teams uh, kicked off their weekend with the championship game. Going to be later in the season in Indianapolis. You have all these conference realignments, and yet more is coming up with Bob Stoops saying that they could possibly be the, Oklahoma could possibly be the next team to join the pack, which I guess the future would be pack 16, which is, for me, is, is very, very sad because. I guess growing in Dallas, growing up in Dallas, it's the headquarters of the Big 12, and so most of my childhood memories were going to see Colorado play Texas, and when Major Applewhite and Chris Sims were still quarterback there, wow. Chris Sims. the Big <laughs> Big 12 championship game in the old Texas Stadium. That was when seeing numerous Big 12 basketball tournaments, and it's really sad because it was once the Big 8 and the Southwestern Conference coming together to form the Big 12, which is now spreading apart again because. Yeah. One of the things that, I guess not the summer, which is because it's mostly in August, but the whole Texas A&M thing, I guess bottom line for most fans that didn't follow it was Texas A&M currently in the Big 12, Big, 10, Big 12 with 10 teams, now wants to go over to the Southeastern Conference to join you know, Mississippi, Florida, LSU, Arkansas, which makes no sense because one... College Station in Texas is south is in the southwest portion of the United States for you geography buffs out there, not in the southeast. And plus, that would be the furthest west that conference would go. But I mean, essentially the Big 12 is going to cease to exist. Not that I'm bashing the leadership or whatnot, but I think just so much from the Pac-12 and the SEC, the Big 10 as well, it's that whole Midwest area. And mm-hmm. so Texas A&M wanted to at the last minute join, but the SEC currently has 12 teams, and so Texas A&M would make 13, and the SEC, all the presidents voted no because they couldn't find a 14th team in time. But what are your take? what's your take, Dan, of the whole teams just jumping ship to join conferences? You know, I think sooner or later, uh, the whole BCS in general is just a mess, I feel like. Uh, I'm not a big follower of it, but what I can see is that it is a mess. Um, it is, I mean, they do use the SEC like all those um, conferences and all the other sports and it works fine but for some reason football uh, I don't know I think it's time that they go to another format and uh, you know a playoff system a division system where uh, you know this this stuff isn't happening I think it's going to end up being in future years I give it about six seven years it's going to be four conferences uh, something in the the northeast which would take the big east and the ACC right Uh, the SEC would, I guess, will expand a little north, northern, and western. Something in the Midwest, incorporating the big, big twelve, big twelve teams like uh, Missouri, Iowa State, and the Big Ten, and then the Pac-12, which will grow, end up being like four big conferences. Yeah. But one thing, like you touched on, Dan, it's all football. Because I look at it from a basketball standpoint, and in 2013, TCU is joining the Big East. Yeah. That's... And I mean, being being a Dallas native, 
we're not. I would not put myself in East United States. Right. It makes seeing no that sense. they're going to go, which completely benefits them for football, though, because Big East isn't really the team or the conference that makes a lot of noise yeah. in college football. But I think basketball, they're just going to get smoked when they play teams like Syracuse, Georgetown. Yeah, but it'll also make you know for it'll help in recruiting, saying like, right. oh, this is our this is our uh, rivals, like come play against them. Yeah, you, you do what it takes, but that and also the comments that. Uh, Bob Stoops made saying that they Oklahoma could possibly be the next team to join the Pac-12, and that this rival rivalry Red River Red River shootout with Texas and Oklahoma they they can do without. And I'm sorry, that's that's when I throw up the the red flag there because I guess once again showing my Dallas bias. That is a whole week weekend is centered around that game because you have the State Fair of Texas, you have the OU OUUT shootout. Where it's usually the stadium's usually fifty fifty burnt orange and maroon, and then you just and then the coach just goes off and says they don't need that the rivalry dating back to hundred and eleven years. I don't know. I think Oklahoma's just being a little stupid with that. I think all of college football is just in a little chaotic state of mind right now. Uh, that's why I'm a college basketball fan. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, November, save the date. Midnight Madness coming soon. Very excited for the Duke Blue Devils. Which, yeah, that's something that we didn't touch on. Uh, the whole Georgetown-China brawl, Great yeah. Brawl of China. What are your th- what takes on that? I mean, I, I don't even know what to insane, say. I know, right? A little weird. Um, I don't know. I guess the, those, those guys over across, uh, across the, 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 <laughs> the world. I don't know. I don't know. That's cool, though. Cause, uh, quick shout-out to the AU men's team, which... We'll touch on with, I guess, the American segment later in the show about how they ended up going to Europe, and we'll get you caught up today about how they did and what what their plans are now. But it's cool seeing it's cool seeing teams like that go overseas because uh, I, talk, I was talking with um, with that men's soccer coach Todd West, and they have a German team on their a German player on their team now, and that's something that when Coach West is doing uh, national team stuff, the under twenties. They went over to Germany. Or they went over to Italy, yeah. and they saw him play. So I mean, it's cool seeing like that. But when it ends up being, you know, oh yeah, you never want that to happen. Fighting a team. Usually, it's a great experience. You know, like eighteen-year-old kids, like, right? You know, their team going um, to a different country. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, that had to it's happen. It's funny you say eighteen because yeah, they mostly half of them go to the NBA. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> a little scary. But it's funny, yeah, because um, back to the whole college sports and college basketball. Duke was in the same like benefiting goodwill of China and whatnot. And I guess they were just fine. Of course, side note, that China team was a team of Chinese military, Chinese National Army. That makes sense. Of that team. So it would be like if an international team came over and played the Army, the yeah. Navy. I don't know. A little riled up. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the, uh, the fighting and all that. But uh, college football this week, games I'm looking for. Oh, Thursday night, Oklahoma State ended up beating Arizona 37-14. I can't see Oklahoma State as a for-real team. Once they get into Big 12 with 10 teams play, I see them. Well, they end up facing Texas and Oklahoma. Those are two tough opponents that they face. I think that Missouri this year is looking well despite losing Blaine Gabbert to the draft. Uh, Missouri plays Arizona State. Arizona State is a team I think can run the tables in the Pac-12. At least make a bowl game. I don't know about BCS. Because for the Pac-12... It's it's Oregon, Arizona State could, Stanford could, and then that's pretty much it, unless I'm missing a team. 
I don't think you are. Yeah, because uh, UCLA, not sure a very strong football program. They're oh, and then USC, you know, barely winning nineteen to seventeen right. over Minnesota. They're not the same, and of course, this is the last year of their probation. Oh, okay. So they can't even make a bowl game. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, Lane Kiffin and company have one more year, but yeah, uh, I think Arizona State. Arizona State's a good team because with Dennis Erickson still at coach. At least I hope he is. I hope I don't get too wrong in, in one show. I think you're right. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Uh, the, I, think, I like the whole team with the spread offense, passing attack. Because I thought Arizona would win, but apparently not. They were good last year. Hopefully they stay above 500. But I digress. Uh, more college football previews. Mississippi State at Auburn on Saturday. Auburn coming off that. Gutsy win against Utah State plays number 16, Mississippi State. Alabama plays Penn State, Joe Pa, against Nick Saban. Uh, I think Alabama will win, though, even though it's in Happy Valley, one of the toughest places to play in college football. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Penn State's still working out a whole quarterback carousel and whatnot. But I don't know, most of the team that was in the, I think it was the Outback Bowl, the Capital One Bowl against Florida, yeah, there, turn, there so. were mostly juniors, though, who didn't go to the draft. But, I mean, yeah, you you need a quarterback for your aerial attack. So, yeah, uh, I think that's pretty much it with college football. Most of the big non-conference matchups don't take place until next week. And once conference play begins, that's when everything will go all up. Because I'm looking forward. I think... This this year for college football, it's sort of like the NFL of how they had shortened, not shortened training camp for college football, but like for the NFL because they had that lockout. Whoever wins, in my mind, I think would be the smartest, physically fit team. Yeah. That made the smartest trades over the off season or pickups. Yeah. Who did well over the off season while they were still in lockout? I mean, there wasn't much you can do during the lockout. You can't even talk to your players. But uh, I'm sure they had things in place for when the lockout was over. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who comes out. Like for college football, this whole summer of conference realignment and scandals and whatnot, I think it'll be interesting to see who comes out. I, I'm not going to use the cliche smelling like a rose, but because I don't think the championship game's <laughs> in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> no, it's in it's in the Sugar Bowl this year. Yeah, it's in, it's mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Which I think, not that it's unfair, but if LSU makes it, that's a, that's a little home field advantage. That's I mean, essentially a home game. The same thing in the NFL, like, you know, what if, like, it's in Miami a lot. What if Miami made the Super Bowl? You know. Yeah, it's in Indy this year, but I don't think the Colts will make it. Maybe. Hopefully not. Peyton Manning list for a week, maybe more. But um, yep. Uh, also another big game we missed was Michigan Notre Dame. Uh, oh yeah. Watching the game on NBC last week when they played South Florida, I've never seen so many f bombs dropped by a head coach. Which coach? Since oh, like Brian Kelly since yeah. um, since the Steve Spurrier coach Florida. He's under scrutiny for that. Yeah. So, uh, and also a new quarterback Tommy Tommy Reese replaces Dane Christ, which I think they should have gone with Reese the entire time. First of all, I'm mad that Joe, uh, Montana's son transferred to the University of Montana. Did he really? Yeah. It was. Um, <coughs> Well, I guess Montana's, uh, they're always in the hunt for the FBC yeah. football championships or whatever. And I guess the, it's a passing school. 
That's like, that's like when the Georgia team was wearing Georgia on their back. Yeah. And when I just turned on the game, I go, oh, that guy's name is Georgia. He plays yeah. for Georgia. <laughs> kind of like Montana. Right, yeah. But I, I'm mad because I wanted uh, Joe Montana's son to stay because that'd be cool, taking over like your father's legacy. Yeah. And, and, and perfect timing when um, Jimmy Clausen left for the NFL. But I, I watched a little bit of Tommy Reese last year, and I think – he, he was the better quarterback, probably should have been starting, I mean, despite all the, the UFOs and the rain and the lightning and all that. But I don't know. They, I think they go, in, they go into Michigan this year and play, which... I see it coming out on top. I mean, Michigan's, you know, as good of a, as good of a team that they have been in the past, these past this past decade, you know, they've been pretty dis- disappointing. Yeah, and but uh, new, uh, Brady Hoke's new coach, so... Who knows how this season's gonna go? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I wish the best for uh, Notre Dame. I don't know why. Just want to see them do well. Yeah. I can. Re- I couldn't really care less about Notre Dame, to be honest. Of course, I like to. I think for me, the best, the best years they had in a long time was when Weiss was still there, and they had Brady Quinn, Salamanja. Yeah. yeah, that's when they were a good team. I feel like Salamanja's pitching for the Cubs. I saw it the other day. Yeah, he is. I He's thought. A I didn't know. He, I didn't know he played baseball. Yeah, he was a wide receiver in college, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, a similar scenario for Americans' case, which we'll get to later in the show regarding center Stephen Lumpkins. But yeah, Notre Dame-Michigan, definitely a game to watch. And back to scandals, the whole Miami thing. Did you hear about this? About Shapiro is running like a $90 million Ponzi scheme. Is he? Dealing, uh, apparently paid 72 athletes over 15 different sports. Wow. And I don't know they had born 15 sports. I know, right? <laughs> I learned that Harvard had men's water polo the other day. Yeah, they play in, playing the chess team. <laughs> but yeah, even even still, I think, not that this is the face of college football, but the whole ESPNU did the thing of round table whatnot. Yeah. When they had that. But yeah, it's just, some were saying the death penalty for Miami. I don't know, it's not necessarily the players' fault more than it's just the athletic program. Yeah, I would blame the players a little bit, but I mean they're eighteen year old immature kids. Um I mean even the last time the death penalty, but that was T C U, right? It was SMU. Yeah, 'cause Pony Express, the whole right, 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 yeah. thirty for thirty on that. Oh, okay, okay. And uh and they're not even like it completely wipes out your whole own call it's not a franchise, your whole um I guess no off- scholarships, no no program right. you, you have to start up start from scratch. Silence it for a year or or however long the NCAA implies, but yeah, I don't see that happening to Miami though. No, I don't either. They didn't. They didn't win any championships in that time, or did no? I don't know. Maybe they With could. Two thousand one no, was the that. last national championship they won. Dorsey. Yeah, that was his Dorsey. Oh, they won that. Was, McGahee. Yeah. Uh, McGahee. Oh, was after. Was after yeah, because that, that was when they played Santana Moss. Yeah, that was well, McGahee years was when they played Ohio State. Right, and they lost. They lost to Maurice Claret. Yeah, but the other one in oh one they had Ed Reed. Oh, wow. Uh, I think Jonathan Vilma was a freshman then. Kellen Winslow, uh, Andre Johnson, Clinton Portis. Oh, what's his name? Shockey? Yeah, Jeremy Shockey. Harlan, uh, back to the 30 for 30 thing. I saw that for the Miami one. The U? The U, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny how all those sort of tie together of how the U and the, the Pony Excess one, one but the SMU, mm-hmm. that was all during the same time. And then you look at um, the whole winning time with Reggie Miller. Yeah. That was the year when Michael Jordan was in the minors, which was the 30 for 30 about that. Exactly. So it's funny how all those... Everything is revolved around yeah, they all, scandals. Yeah, they all tie together. But um, 
Yeah, nevertheless, hopefully college football can clean up. Looking forward to this week. But why not? Let's look at the rankings. Just to get everyone caught up today. Oklahoma's number one. Uh, this is for the AP poll. LSU number two jumped two spots after that win against Oregon. Bama's three. Boise State, which surprisingly received two votes for the number one slot, is that number four. Which, I mean, I don't see them play any other tough non-conference games. So essentially you could see Boise State making a run. Of course. That's what they always do. Yeah. And Kellen Moore Sr. now. Oh, they lost uh, Tyus, though. He's in the NFL now. But, yeah, they still, Coach Peterson still, like, manages to bring wide receivers in. I don't know. It's weird seeing Boise State there. But Florida State, number five. Stanford, six. Texas A&M, seven. Wisconsin, eight. Oklahoma State, nine. Nebraska, ten. Uh, the notables, Baylor's now in the top 20, which I guess the most of my friends in school, congrats to them. But uh, Texas, 24. TCU, 25. Notre Dame falls out, and AU is still undefeated in football. Absolutely. So, uh, uh, music break, but when we come back, we will discuss more of baseball with the pennant races slowly approaching an end. Uh, and also, U.S. Open tennis tournament still going on. We have your quarterfinals. And John Isner's playing right now. Yes, shout Losing. out to him and Andy Roddick, two United States guys once again in the quarterfinals. <coughs> Don't fail us like last <coughs> couple grand slams but uh yeah you're listening to fanatic radio on wvau
Okay, so which one tasted better? Uh, Steve. Yeah, the guy. With Lisa, I only tasted peanut butter and chocolate. Lisa had just eaten a peanut butter cup. But with Steve, I tasted something more. It was peanut butter and uh, Snickers. Peanut butter. You're right. Yeah, that's Steve it. had just eaten Snickers peanut butter oh, squared. Steve was delicious. Yeah. I'd love another taste. Oh, certainly. Eat both squares, please. If you like peanut butter and chocolate, you'll love peanut butter and Snickers. Try new Snickers peanut butter squared. Welcome back to Fanatic Radio here on WVAU.org. Michael Gardner, Dan Goldman. Uh, once again, just Fridays 2 to 4 every week. Uh, we had a couple of samples of white, uh, Wild Cherries. Play that funky music, White Boy. We got mm-hmm. a couple of uh, stairs into the studio, but that's good. So if you hear the show and like it, go to Facebook.com, search Fanatic Radio and like us. And whoever the 25th person to like the show will receive a gift card of... No, yeah, we'll give him a gift card to Star, fifteen dollar gift card to Starbucks, courtesy of us at Fanatic Radio. But uh, some quick shout outs. Uh, shout out to Jason Terry for his M- NBA champion for his birthday. Crazy birthday bash going we on. We know you're watching Jet. Yeah, I know the Jets. You know the Jets listening in. It's his birthday celebration. Um, any other shout outs you want to get to? Oh, shout shout out to. Uh, Shout out to my brother John Gardner, hoping they the George Mason team made it all right to play to Rhode Island this weekend with all the rain and whatnot. They played Brown. Uh, they actually beat American last week, ended up winning the D.C. College Cup. So hopefully they can crack the top 25 so I can brag that I know someone that's actually ranked. But anyone you want to give a shout out to? Shout out to John Isner, the former Bulldog, showing that big guys can uh, play tennis too. Yeah, also uh, shout out to uh, Corey Ward. Hopefully he's listening to this show. Our NHL insider will definitely have him on the show later in the year when the National Hockey League resumes. But yeah, quick um, U.S. Open there. I guess New York's been plagued as well with flooding and whatnot, so I hope everyone there is all right. Uh, so 9-11 is this Sunday. So a little sentimental note. We'd like to thank all the servicemen and women of America for doing what they do. Hopefully everyone stays safe this weekend. But uh, continue with the uh, patriotic theme. Yeah, that's right. John Eisner playing against Andy Murray. Uh, some other U.S. Open quarterfinals. Uh, Novak Djokovic, who's pretty much just meached it out this entire season. I think it was like 50, well, I guess he's now 60, like 62 and 3. Yeah, he just went on fire. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> he ended up winning because Yanko Tasparik retired. So Djokovic will face Rhett Federer in the semifinals. That'll be did, a great match. He beat... Uh, Willie Song, Willie Songa, Andy Roddick plays Rafa Nadal, which is nice to see Andy Roddick actually contending for a major. He skipped the French Open because of knee knee surgery. Ended up getting bounced from the bounced from Wimbledon. Now he's in the semifinal or quarterfinals against Rafa Nadal, who did have those leg cramps mm-hmm. the other the other the other day. So hopefully, hopefully the. Uh, Omaha Rocket can catch him off guard. I wouldn't leave home either if uh, my wife was Brooklyn Decker. (laughs) Yeah, yet he still is able to 
get up and play tennis. Also, John Eisner facing Andy Murray today. The match is still going on, right? Yeah, it's actually the four set. Uh, Murray just took the lead 5-4, and he's going for the win in this game. So, it's, so. he's up two sets to one? Yep, so it's gonna looks like it's going to be Murray in the semifinals against uh, the winner of Rafa and Roddick. Hopefully it's Roddick. Uh, anyway, baseball we go. Actually, I, before we get to baseball, uh, more on the Peyton Manning surgery. I mean, hopefully we hope it's all right. He decided to have his third procedure in the last 19 months, so not even, not even, you know. Yeah, two to three months, and that's just what they're saying now. Who knows? A lot of pressure on Kerry Collins. Consulted half a dozen doctors Yeah. that it'd be the most viable option for a one-level cervical neck fusion in the wake of his May 23rd surgery to replace a bulging disc. We hope the best for Peyton. And if you chose him for your fantasy, <laughs> you... Yeah, good luck finding another quarterback. Uh, baseball, we go. Got some quick standings for you in the AL East. Yankees hold a two and a half game lead over Goldman's Bow Sox, who are currently in first in the wild card of the AL. Uh, Detroit with an eight and a half game lead over the White Sox, with the Indians just ten games back, which is definitely the saddest story of the year. A team that had so much promise. Brought Jim Tomey back. I know, right? I he also he had still got a uh, 600 home runs. He did. Yeah, with the Twins, he hit that. That was a good story. Yeah, congrats to him. Only nine players or six players, sorry, I think, have ever done that. Is that amazing? It's wowed with facts here on Fanatic Radio. That's what we do. And uh, so Detroit ends. Detroit is leading. That was Verlander at the helm, which I guess you know enough said. A great pitcher. <laughs> they should be leading. Uh, AL West, my Texas Rangers up two and a half games over the LA Angels, which is very surprising because they. I'm surprised that the Angels are even. I'm mean, not, not not I'm not saying this to be a, a fair weather fan, but actually trying to win the pennant. Yeah. But um, at one point over the summer it was as much as seven when they beat the Angels in Anaheim, and then the Rangers ended up playing a series against the Red Sox, ended up going through a buzzsaw, and the lead was down to three games, and now it's two and a half. So hopefully Texas can tough it out because if they don't, then they're. I don't think they're any shot of the wild card. Nah, no, they're yeah. not. I think they're nine games out. Bad. Anyway, uh, National League we go. The Phillies have a ten-game lead over Atlanta. Yeah, they pretty much have that yep. sealed up. Uh, the Brewers that actually lost to the Phillies last night, courtesy of Cole Hamels, uh, still have an eight-game lead over St. Louis. St. Louis is, and Atlanta's first in the NL wild card. Yes. Yeah. It, St. Louis, no, they uh, you know, they lost a bunch of pitchers. So, so Milwaukee and then Dodgers actually aren't last. Sorry for that correction. They're actually third, twelve games behind the Diamondbacks. Which would yeah. we, should we ever think that Arizona would be back to whether the O one ways when they what's, won the World Series? What's the name of uh the, the guy who's gonna who's Cy Young uh, talk on Webb? Arizona? I think Webb. Not Brandon Webb. No. no. Um, young young kid. I forget his name, but he he has nineteen wins now. No kidding. Surprise. Congrats to Arizona, yeah. At least it's anyone in the San Francisco Giants. And I'm saying that just because they beat the Rangers last year. But nevertheless. Uh, so 15 minutes to go in the show. We'll get to some uh, some AU news. Uh, field hockey. Good Best of luck to them this weekend as they go off and face in the Terrapin Invitational. They will face Ohio and then... Northwestern. They came off two big wins last weekend 
beating Penn and then knocking off number seven, Princeton, in the Phil Jacobs game we had here at AU. So, hopefully, best of luck for field hockey this weekend. Number eight in the country, by the way. Keep that in mind. Might have some uh, some players in the studio later this year. You never know. Mm-hmm. Men's soccer faces Liberty. Sorry for us not knowing that. I was going to say Virginia Tech, but no, they face Tech later in the year. They will play Liberty here at 4 o'clock. So after you're done listening to Fanatic Radio, you can head on down to uh, Reeves Field. Looks like, looking out the window, looks like there is some sunshine, which is a relief. Finally. Hopefully they can get this game out without rain. Uh, volleyball. Yeah, they're currently holding a two-match streak into the Hokie Classic this weekend, so best of luck for the women's volleyball team that will face tournament host Virginia Tech, Tennessee, and Seton Hall. So best of luck for them. And women's soccer currently on a, I would say, a four-game losing streak. Time to give the old Herm Edwards pep talk here. Ladies, if you're listening... It's just a game. Go out and have fun. It's not about... Well, actually, I was going to say it's not about the numbers on the scoreboard, but it is. You know what I always say? Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing, Michael. As a a sign I saw in the Kansas City Chiefs locker room, nothing hurts after a win. So, basically... How do they say? Play your hearts out? Yeah. Pep talk? Better than Herm Edwards. ESPN, hope you're listening. I am for hire after 2014. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, like we were going to say about the men's basketball segment for American University, they ended up playing their, their final games over in Europe. Their 2011 European Tour, what they did was they went to Prague, Vienna, and Budapest. Ended up going 3-1. and one. So um, shout out to Jeff Jones and the men's basketball team. Guys, uh, hopefully it's a good season this year despite losing... Stephen Lumpkins actually got drafted in the 13th round of the MLB draft to the Kansas City Royals foregoing his senior year. So, shout-out to my boy Tony Rublicki. Hopefully he does well in the post this year. And for AU, fingers crossed for a NCAA tournament bid. Because I was going to say, at large, not really looking up to that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, also, um, sticking to baseball, uh, big movie coming out this weekend. Next weekend? Uh, one of these weekends. Yeah. Moneyball, based on the as a New York Times bestseller story about, for all the baseball fans out there, since AU does not have a baseball team, something to get you ready for the postseason race and whatnot. So, you, you had some comments during the break about, about well, this movie or whatnot. Why don't we play the trailer let them see what it's all about, if they don't know. Yeah. Yeah, here's a trailer for Moneyball. Come in theaters. September 19th. <laughs> no, I think it's the 20. I think it's the 26th, actually. Oh, okay. 24th, one of those days. There are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. That's a dollar, man. What? Welcome to Oakland. I need more money. We're not New York. Find players with the money that we do have. I like Perez. Not an ugly girlfriend. Ugly girlfriend means no confidence. You guys are talking the same old nonsense. Like we're looking for Fabio. We got to think differently. Who's Fabio? Your goal shouldn't be to buy players. Your goal should be to buy wins. 
And in order to buy wins, you need to buy runs. Who are you? I'm Peter Brand. First job in baseball? It's my first job anywhere. We're going to shake things up. Why don't you walk me through the board? I believe there's a championship team that we could afford because everyone else undervalues them, like an island of misfit toys. We want you at first base. I've only ever played catcher. It's not that hard, Scott. Tell him, watch. It's incredibly hard. He can't throw. But what can he do? You want me to speak? When I point you again. He gets on base. We are card counts at the blackjack table. We're going to turn the odds on the casino. I'm heading in. Text me the play-by-play. Wait, what? I don't watch the games. Billy Bean has tried to reinvent a system that's been working for years. It was a nice theory, just not working out. How long is Billy Bean going to last? He's proven himself right out of a job. In their minds, it's threatening the game. Threatening the way that they do things. Hey, Daddy, do you think you'll lose your job? What? Where did you hear that? Well, I go on the Internet sometimes. Don't go on the Internet. Watch TV or talk to people. You're discounting what scouts have done for 150 years? What the hell am I doing? What is happening in Oakland? It defies everything we know about baseball. Just plain crazy! If we win with this team, we'll change the game. This better work. I'm just kidding. So yeah, you, you, Dan, you had some comments during the, uh, during the break about this. Yeah, movie. I mean, uh, it seems like an entertaining movie starring Brad Pitt, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Jonah Hill. I'm all for that, but I, I just I just don't get why it's such a big story. Because they're talking about Billy Bean, who's the general manager of the Oakland A's since, I think, 1999. They're talking about how uh, he had all these statistical numbers where he could generate wins like without spending a lot of money. And uh, that's pretty cool, but Oakland sucks, and they never they never won. And Nothing I, personal to the Oakland fans like, out it's just, there. And they wrote a book about it. It's like if they had won a uh, World Series, then yeah, you write a book about it, and it's impressive stuff. But honestly, they were they had that one year in two thousand two or three where they went to the playoffs, and that was because of their pitching when they had Barry Zito, Mulder, and Tim Hudson. It had nothing to do with getting on base and statistical like singles and doubles. <laughs> And that it just doesn't make sense to me. Now it seems like Scott Hatterberg is the featured um, professional athlete in it. He was like a 260 career hitter. It just doesn't make much sense to me. Seems like they're just uh, handing out movies in Hollywood. And uh, I mean, if they're gonna make a movie about Billy Bean, then why not make a movie about me? That's what I have to say. What would you call it? Would you who do who do you have cast as yourself? Cast as myself. Oh, that's a tough one. I would say Denzel Washington. Ooh, I paid a, I paid top dollar to see that. <laughs> the Dan Goldman story. But yeah, I no, hope it's a good movie. I'm looking forward to it. Money yeah, it's on. Moneyball starring Brad Pitt, which is funny. I didn't know he was a big sports fan until this movie. He probably isn't. He just read a script and uh making a movie now. <laughs> but yeah, we're getting to the uh the final countdown of our show. Uh any other things? Any other comments? Final, um, final thoughts? Things to watch this weekend, obviously NFL opening weekend, Monday Night Football, Pat Dolphins. Uh, I heard the Dolphins during practices were had speakers 
with noise to get them ready for the Patriots fans. Hey. But the game is in Miami. So I don't know if they're expecting Patriots fans in Miami or if they're just scared. I don't know. It's it's an interesting story. Good intimidating factor. Let's see. Yeah, NFL definitely. Uh, hopefully Kansas City Chiefs can start off 1-0 just to uh, put uh, put food on the table. <laughs> Give Matt Castle nice and ready. Yeah, no. Um, Jamal Charles defending uh, FedEx ground player, player of the year. Hopefully he can put up some big numbers. Dwayne Bowe. We got Steve Breston in the offseason. Yep. And hopefully the hopefully the Chiefs can start off on the right foot. Uh, for the DC fans, uh, I guess uh, go Nationals. Womp <laughs> <laughs> womp. Uh, for the yeah. DC fans, we're sorry. Yeah, uh, there's always the Caps, and I, I guess the I don't know the Redskins. The Caps are more more disappointing than any other team for them because they just lose in the playoffs every year. Yeah, of course not. Not everyone has the luxury of the Red Sox, Patriots. That's Bruins. true. They do not, <laughs> and they never will. All right. Yeah. Uh, for our, our our part, our final thoughts for the show. Uh, one of the big things that happened this summer that we didn't mention in the beginning because we wanted to say for the end was, unfortunately, in the world of sports, there are things called contracts, and especially in television and radio, like ourselves, they slowly come to an end. And unfortunately, one of the very best at his craft was slowly moved from his position. First of all. How dare ESPN not renew John Miller's contract? He's now doing San Francisco Giants games. The best voice in baseball. I will end it there next to Harry Carey. But Gus, the guy I'm talking about is Gus Johnson. And, yeah. Should, I put, um, should we uh, let them listen to yeah, a first few of all, seconds of just Gus First of all, Johnson. for those of you that don't know who he is, you'll recognize him by this. So that was Gus Johnson, who was once a play-by-play guy for C- uh, I guess CBS Sports March Madness, and unfortunately CBS did not renew his contract, so he ended up signing with Fox. Mm-hmm. And just the other day, I heard him on Spike TV, which I guess is an affiliate of Fox, doing MMA fighting. Unfortunately, yeah. And so, and this this really disgusts me because, with the exception of, I guess, with the exception of um, what is it? I guess, uh, I guess with, with the exception of um, like FN Sports, Fox Sports Southwest, and and uh, all the other affiliates, you will never see him do another college basketball game because he'll be doing NFL games, but he won't have the big ones because the guys that did the Super Bowl this year, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. So essentially, so he's not even doing March Madness. Well, no, because uh, well, Fox doesn't televise March right. Madness. The only bas- college basketball games he'd be doing. See, were when people think about March Madness, they see Gus Johnson. I know, right? And his voice. And Bill Raffi are my two favorites. But it's so sad because you could never see him do another college basketball game. Right. Because the person will be doing the bad NFL games, and then MMA and like Fuel TV. You can't really get excited about a Week Seven NFL game like like he does. I know, right? I don't know. It's a shame. But um. We'll be supporters of Gus Johnson in his in his hide, in his heyday of uh, absolutely of forever Fox remembered. Sports. Yes, Batista with the catch. Best of luck for him though, and uh, but that will do it for us. 
here at Fanatic Radio. Once again, go to Facebook.com, search Fanatic Radio, like us on Facebook. 25th person that likes it, $15 Starbucks gift card. If you're from out of town, I will personally mail it because the postal service is not dead. Uh, but anyway. Have a great weekend and come to Japanese on Tuesday night. It'll yeah, be a great time. Enjoy your weekend. Stay dry. Once again, you're listening. You were listening to Fanatic Radio for Dan Goldman. I'm Michael Gardner. Just remember, it's a, it's a wild world of sports out there, and we're just along for the ride. Happy weekend. Happy 9/11. Or thank you for those once again that served us. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week, two to four on Fridays. WVAU.org. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.